The Viable Group, Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement with Tim Brown of The Viable Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tim provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the answers to your financial questions is Tim Brown. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement. My name is Tim Brown from the Viable Group. Just to review, you know the three big questions of retirement are, is my money in the right place? Number two, will my nest egg help me maintain my lifestyle once I retire? And number three, what happens to my family when something happens to me? Now today, we're going to be talking about retirement communities, wealth building, budgeting, which fits solidly with building a retirement lifestyle, or number two, will my nest egg help me maintain maintain that lifestyle? Before we get started, I want to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you? Well, I'm doing great today. Thanks for asking, Tim. And you know, I uh, had a great week, and uh, so far, uh, a good weekend and just uh, looking forward to the show today. I've been keeping really busy, you know, trying to uh, maintain my lawn this year <laughs> is always a challenge and uh, a lot of work. But other than that, just enjoying time with the family. How about you, Tim? What have you been up to? Pretty much the same things. It's been interesting here in Texas. We've been getting just enough rain to keep the state green, which is nice. And now that, uh, beginning to see economic activity come back. So it's been a nice, cool beginning of summer here in Texas. So we're pretty happy. Yeah, I can imagine. And I know you've been keeping busy. I mean, even uh, before things started opening up, doing virtual appointments, things like that, correct? Oh, yeah. We've been incredibly busy. We're an essential service. And uh, certainly we've been meeting with clients either remotely or in our office and uh, just staying on top of everything and helping people when we can. Yeah, I think that's great. And I know that's uh, primarily what you do there is help people uh, not only with their finances, but especially retirement income planning and what to do with that retirement, those retirement accounts. Now, uh, I'm looking forward to this one. And earlier in the week, you said you had a really interesting episode or subject for us today to talk about. Yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, we often hear about, well, am I going to downsize in retirement? Am I going to move to a retirement community? If I am, what type of retirement community am I going to move to? But we really rarely dive into the important details today we're going to focus on moving into a retirement community even before you officially retire. What are the benefits if you decide to do that? Are there disadvantages to consider if that's something that you're thinking about doing? I read a great article in U.S. News and World Report, and it talked about should you move into a retirement community before you retire? Well, that sounds like a good idea, and let's dive right into this. Uh, why would somebody consider moving into a retirement community before they retire? 
Well, the reason you do that is because it just helps you get some preparation done. You know, sometimes people say, well, you know what? I've got another couple years before I retire, but I'm ready to get rid of the yard work. I'm ready to get rid of the household repairs. I'm ready to get rid of the maintenance. If you do go ahead and relocate to a retirement community, it takes some of those chores off your plate. And the advantage of that is it helps you focus on the latter stages of your working life and that all-important job of preparing for your retirement. Might even give you a little bit more time for leisure activity. Before you can enjoy those fewer chores and more leisure time, the first, there's a few things you need to do. Number one, okay, most make sure you qualify. Most retirement communities have age restrictions. Some retirement communities will allow people age 55 and older, some people want uh, some communities want people to be 65 years and older. So you want to make sure that you fit the age requirements. You want to make sure that you're you're starting the process early and that'll help you down the line. Yeah, I'm sure it would. And that sounds great. And I know the best places always have a waiting list. I know my mother-in-law was on one and uh, whether it's restaurants or retirement communities, it seems like there's always a waiting list these days. Yeah, that is. And part of that's demographics, Tony, because a lot of us, the truth is, a lot of Americans are in the last 10 years of working and they're beginning to think about the very things that we're talking about today. The other thing you want to do, second thing you want to do, check out the facility and its features. Does the townhome or the apartment or the garden home that you're considering, does that layout work for you? You know, communities vary widely. Each one provides different levels of lifestyles. For example, some are totally independent living, just like when you own your house now. Others may then have assisted living for later on in life and then for managed care or nursing care options later on in life. You want to find the community that fits your needs. That should be a very, very high priority. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And just because something's trendy or popular, it, it doesn't mean it's the right fit for everyone. And uh, I learned that the hard way with bell bottoms. Tony, I want you to keep <laughs> keep those bell bottoms, Tony. I'm yeah. sure they're going to come back in style. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If only they still fit, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, the third thing is cost. You want to consider cost. What are the entrance fees? Is there a buy-in to get into this established community that you've decided is perfect for you and your spouse? Are there monthly association fees? You see, interest fees could be charged when you move into the community. That's going to differ depending upon the type of floor plan or the type of facility that you choose. And then some of those can be high. So you may want to plan those fees as part of your financial strategy. Okay. Also, you should look at the association fees. Are they monthly? Are they quarterly? Are they annually? How much are they? Is that something that needs to be a budget line item? Those are the types of fees that cover lawn maintenance, property upkeep, access to features like the workout room or members in the club, things like that. Those fees impact your monthly retirement budget. So if you don't 
need those things, maybe you look for another community. If you do need those things, if you found the perfect community, then you absolutely need to put it in the budget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see where that would be very important, and and fit is important, Uh, and then availability, I would assume. So what's something else that a person uh, may want to consider when they're thinking about moving into a retirement community before they retire? Okay, you want to get with your financial professional. Hopefully, it will be someone you've worked with for a long time or someone like us, a trusted financial professional with a tremendous amount of experience to make sure that you're sticking to your retirement strategy. Will moving to a retirement community before you stop working affect your other goals? Will spending money now on entrance fees negatively affect your travel plans? Will these fees make it harder for you to achieve some other financial goals like helping a grandkid with college? or ensuring that your legacy and your dreams are followed no matter what happens. This is a big decision. This is one of the last big decisions of as you prepare for retirement. You want to make sure that you get it right. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot to consider. Do you have any suggestions on how to start evaluating all of these issues? I mean, I would imagine the process might seem overwhelming. Yeah. So what we need to do is break it down. Remember, I said, this is one of the biggest decisions you're going to make. I can remember my parents making the decision to relocate right as they were retiring. So here's what I recommend you do. Sit down with your spouse, your loved ones. Uh, It's a lot like deciding if you can think back, which college were you going to go to or what job were you going to take? So sit down with a piece of paper, write down the pluses, the positives, and the negatives of every single community that you're considering. You want to make sure that you find the right one. You want to make sure that it fits your budget, and this is important. You want to make sure that whatever decision you make has some amount of flexibility in it because you want to make sure you're going to be happy. These are the golden years of our lives that we're preparing for. Right. And you really want to make sure uh, that you have all your ducks in a row and a plan in place. And so I would have never imagined how many different things there are to consider when looking at moving into a retirement community. Yeah. And here's the big thing. It, moving in before retirement's a big decision and it will in some way impact your overall retirement strategy. I hope these tips have proven valuable to you as you consider all your retirement housing options. Right. There is a lot to consider. Now, our time is almost up for this first segment. We should take a quick break here, Tim. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, I want people to come to our website. That's at theviablegroup.com. I want you to call our office, 210-824-1750. We've got a lot of things on our website. The things we're talking about today, you can listen to today's uh, uh, broadcast, and also you can set up an appointment and come in and visit with us regarding these very important decisions. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call The Viable Group. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 
824-1750 or visit us at theviablegroup.com. And welcome back to the three big questions of retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Tim Brown. And in the first segment of today's show, Tim, you were talking about things that we need to consider before we move into a retirement community. And if our listeners missed any of that discussion, they can visit the website and listen to this episode or download it or subscribe to it as a podcast, all those different options. So real quick, before we continue, uh, give that website and the phone number if they want to contact you with questions. Give us a phone call, 210-824-1750, or go to our website, theviablegroup.com. It's an absolute great place for you to find the information you need and to reach out to us. All right. Thanks, Tim. And, uh, you know, I know you wanted to uh, talk about wealth building now. Uh, and who doesn't want to learn new ways to enhance that financial nest egg, right? Absolutely. Building wealth is a hot button topic, Tony. But this isn't going to be about get rich quick schemes or chasing trends in the market. What we're going to be doing is working through three simple steps to building wealth, okay? And this sounds really simple, sounds like a bumper sticker, but here are the three things that you need to do if you're going to be, build wealth. And think about this. Number one, you need to make it, okay? You need to have a consistent source of income that allows you to have some left over after you've covered your expenses. You know, you've covered your necessities like housing, you've covered utilities, you've covered food, you've covered transportation. You've got to make money. Number two, you got to save it. Once those necessities are paid for, your next step is to be proactive and have a consistent savings plan. For most of us, for a lot of people, that's like a 401k where you do it through your employer or another type of individual saving strategy. But it is very, very important that you save money every month. And then number three, you have to invest it. Once you've put aside your savings, it needs to work for you in an investment match that matches your risk tolerance and your long-term strategy. Let me just make one other comment about that third thing, investing it. Tony, right now, interest rates are as low as they've ever been. So therefore, if you're not investing your money, you're not even keeping up with inflation. That means you're going backwards, not forwards. It's very important that you reach out to someone like us, a trusted financial professional, and make sure your money is invested according to your risk tolerance and your long-term strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important to note. And those are three great uh, points. Make it, save it, invest it. Seems like a solid three-step plan, but don't you feel like it's maybe just a little too broad or vague for people? Yeah, it does. It does sound a little bit like a motivational poster or a bumper <laughs> sticker. Hang in there. Yeah. So let's start with the first one. We'll delve into this a little bit. Earning income. Yeah. Everybody thinks, well, that's a no-brainer. Of course, I got to have a job. Of course, I got to earn income, but it is still the most important steps. There are a lot of things out there sh that show you the value of compounding interest over time. What they don't show you is that you what you need to be making to cover your necessities. 
there's only so much you can save by cutting down on expenses. You also need to make money, okay? Well, yeah, obviously we all love to make money. (laughs) That sounds like a good one. You have to have income, and in retirement, though, that's tricky. So uh, if there's only so much that can be saved uh, by cutting down on expenses or spending less, how do we make more, though? Here's what we know, Tony. We know that your income will likely increase over time. You'll get a raise. You'll get a better job, something like that. And that allows for more opportunities to save, to invest. One way to make sure that you're using new income for savings is to automatically increase those savings every time you get a raise, every time you get a bonus. You already know how to live on your current income, so you don't need simply to spend more because you're starting to make a little bit more money. There's some investment options like 401ks that will allow you to automatically increase your contribution. And there are other retirement accounts that will allow that as well. They about allow you to uh, the ability to automatically increase your percentages on a schedule that you determine. Here's one other example. Say you've paid off some debt. You paid off a credit card or you paid off a car or you paid off a school loan. Schedule an increase in savings that begins when the debt is paid off. Okay, let's say I had a $500 a month car payment. Pretty nice car, but now I've paid it off. Okay, well, I'll just put that $500 a month towards savings, and now I've increased my savings, and I still feel like I'm living the way I used to live. I like it. That's an interesting idea. I mean, if I'm already making ends meet with my current budget, moving that money from debt reduction to savings after the debt's paid off won't affect my day-to-day cash flow. Yeah, that's right, Tony. And you always want to avoid spending more than you make. When you spend too much, you can't save, okay? We're, we're all Here's, pretty good at that as Americans, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're, t- we're good at spending. So there's about four ways to make sure you don't exceed your budget and spend too much. Number one, track your spending. Okay. It's common to go, gosh, I don't know where all my money went this month, but I know I just feel a little bit tight, but even knowing exactly where you're spending your money can help you avoid spending too much. So categorize your expenditures, sort them out. Where can you adjust? You might be surprised to go, my goodness, I am spending $400 a month on a certain category. And I really only wanted to spend about 200 a month on that category. I think the results would surprise most people. Oh, I think so too. I I would agree. And you know, I have a friend who categorizes every cent he spends and he uses one of the software programs out there so he can put it all into the right category and then run a report that shows how much he spent on donuts alone over the last 10 years. It all adds up. Yeah, it really does. It really does. That's why tracking your spending can be a very useful tool in determining where your money goes. Not everyone's ready to cut out donuts, Tony. (laughs) I know I'm not. (laughs) But there will no doubt be some way, somewhere to cut back. Now, once you've identified those categories, where can you save the money? Do you need to eat out less? Pack a lunch from home to save money instead? Even making a change that affects one or two days 
can have an impact on your savings. I'm going to give you a, this is a real life, true life example. We've always been a family, even when we were raising our children that went out to eat for dinner, and we always made it a habit to order water. We enjoyed going out to eat, but we did not enjoy spending the extra 6 or 8 or $10 to order soft drinks or tea or something like that. So little places that you cut back begin to be habits, and they begin to save you money. Well, yeah, a little change can make all the difference, right? It really, really does. It makes a tremendous amount of difference. Don't be afraid to adjust your lifestyle. You may think that entertainment, eating out is essential, okay? It's very important, and it is. We all know what it's been like to miss our social interactions over these past couple of months. But you need to say, am I really enjoying the what I'm spending, okay? I've got to be getting enjoyment out of this or else it's not worth it. Subscriptions are easily overlooked, and that may be a place that you can cut back on expenses. And then finally, I would say always making sure that you take full advantage of your company's 401k match if it's available. You're leaving money on the table, and it's the same as turning down a raise. Don't do it. I know that healthcare costs are always one of the biggest questions about future expenses, and one of the biggest costs we're probably going to have to deal with. And I feel confident in assuming that I'll likely have healthcare expenses in the future, obviously. So it's an important thing for folks to budget for, isn't it? Especially as we get older. Oh, absolutely. It, it is a given. You're going to have healthcare costs. The second thing I want you to think about is your home. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to downsize. I'm going to move to a home with less maintenance good idea, not a bad thing to do. However, if you stay in your home or even if you move to a smaller home, you're still going to need to budget for maintenance and for repairs. How old is that air conditioner? What about the roof? You know, roofs don't last forever. Homes, appliances all have limited lifespans. So estimate potential costs for repairs and replacements. One last thing, you might be handy now, but there's going to become a point in your life, I promise, where you're not going to want to get on a ladder anymore. So you won't be able to make all the repairs yourself as you get a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and that ties right into our first segment of the show on retirement communities. That's well done, Tim. And in our business, we call that a callback. You're turning into a regular radio pro here. <laughs> Well, I learned from the best. I used to watch WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> I love that show. It's one of the reasons I became a radio announcer. True, true story. The next tip for creating a retirement budget is assume that you're going to spend more than you expect on leisure activities. Oh, yeah. Here's why, Tony. You've spent a lifetime working 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, okay? And you've been working for this opportunity, and it's natural for you to begin to do the things that you want to do. But not all of our hobbies are low cost. So you're likely to incur some cost with those hobbies. Plus, remember, you're not working as long. You're not working at all. That means you've got more time to spend, more time to fill. It could be greens fees. It could be airline tickets. It could be cruises cooking classes, whatever it needs to be, you need to have a budget. 
to do the things that you enjoy doing unless you want to sit around and play Monopoly every day. Right. Yeah. Well, Monopoly is fun, but I think playing every day could get tiresome. Uh, what's the last tip you have for us before we go? Uh, this is a tough one. Taxes, 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 taxes. Taxes increase over time. That's just a given. Withdrawals from your retirement savings accounts more than likely are going to be taxed. Even your Social Security benefits are going to be taxed. Make sure that when you're creating a budget, it include taxes as part of the equation. Yep. Good advice. And that's important to look at that as well. But we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Tim, why don't you let our listeners know one more time how to get a hold of you before we go? I'd like you to give us a call. Call us at 210-824-1750 or go to the website, theviablegroup.com. Great information there. You can listen to today's show, listen to past shows, uh, take a risk tolerance assessment, or just schedule an appointment with us. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the three big questions of retirement with our host, Tim Brown. Thank you for listening to the three big questions of retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tim Brown at The Viable Group. Call 210-824-1750 or visit them online at theviablegroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by The Viable Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance products and services are offered through Viable Strategies, Inc. The Viable Group, Inc. and Viable Strategies, Inc. are affiliated companies. The Viable Group, Inc., Viable Strategies, Inc., and Tim Brown are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.